0: Omajanatramananda Shah, Janajana Salakaya, Chakshun Militanina, Tasma Shri Guru Ve Namaha, Panchkopdu Vishcha, Kripasan Vevacha, Titanam, Pavan Evyo, Vashna Vijanamon Namaha, Nichananda Ki So, good evening, everyone. Thanks for coming. Tonight we'll be uh, reviewing the Mangalacharna verses of Srila Jiva Goswami's Tattva Uh He begins his Tattva uh, with this verse uh, from Srimad Bhagavatam, which we can chant uh, to invoke auspiciousness. Krishna Varnam to Krishna Sangopangastraparsadam Sakrishnam. Sangopangastra Parsidam. Sangopangastarsam. Par Yajnai Sankirtana Prayar. Yajirtana Sumedasa. <laughs> mm. The word for word is Krishnavarnam Krishna Varnam, Krishna repeating re- the Krishna, the syllables Krishna. You can repeat after me. Twista. With a luster. Akrishnam. A a a Not black. Not black. Not golden. 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 Saanga. along with associates associates, Upaanga servitors servitors, astra astra, weapons weapons, parsidham parsidham, 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 confidential companions companions, yajna yajna, 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 by sacrifice sacrifice, sankirtan praya consisting chiefly of congregational chanting Consisting, Consisting chiefly of congregational chanting Yajanti, Yajanti. Yajanti. They, worship. they worship He, he. he. Certainly. Certainly Sumedasaha, Sumedasaha. Sumedasaha. Intelligent, persons. intelligent, intelligent persons. persons In the age of Kali Intelligent persons perform congreg- congregational chanting To worship the incarnation of Godhead Who constantly sings the names of Krishna Although his complexion is not blackish He is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons, and confidential companions. So this is the appearance day of Sri Nityananda. And although we're we're not going to speak about his specific pastimes, uh, it bears mentioning that even this text even the whole preaching of Srila Jiva Goswami has in the background the influence of Sri Nichananda. Uh, Jiva Goswami, um, his father died very young. His father was the brother of Rupa and Sanatan Anupama. And uh, he died uh, on a tour. And uh, soon afterwards, in the life of Jiva Goswami, his mother died. So he uh, immediately saw the futility of pursuing material life. (laughs) Just when you think you have something uh, nicely, it's sometimes just ripped away. So in his instance, uh, he lost both of his parents. So this had a profound influence on on him early in life and uh, from our viewpoint it was an impetus uh, for him to pursue spiritual life Uh, he went to Navadweep, and there he met Lord Nityananda and Lord Nityananda gave him a tour all around the nine islands of Navadweep, introduced him to uh, all the great sadhus there the birthplace of Sri Shaitanya showed him that Uh, had him fed by uh, Mother Sachi and uh, Vishnu Priya so uh, and then he encouraged him to follow his uncles Rupa and Sanatana and go to Vrindavan and under their direction uh, pursue seriously his spiritual life he took that uh that uh, instruction to heart, and uh that's what he did and he spent his life in Vrindavan uh along the way he was educated in all the different uh, all the different uh logics of Vedic thought, all the different ways of argument and arriving at conclusions and All the different philosophies that were presented in the in the culture, uh, based on Vedic presentations. So he was uh, well situated uh, uh, to do a a very specific service. uh, Once he arrived at Vrindavan, and he did much there. Much. Actually, inconceivably much. Uh, He's said to have personally composed uh, four thousand Sanskrit verses. So that's that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, but his uh, his inspiration for all of this came from Lord Nityananda, as did so many's inspiration uh, to to uh, to fully participate in uh, Lord, glorifying Lord Chaitanya and uh, through glu- in glorifying Lord Chaitanya through service so even Krishnadas Kaviraj uh, we have Chaitanya Charitamrita by the mercy of Lord Nichananda. we have all the writings of Jiva Goswami and the uh, the Sandharvas which we're studying at this time uh, uh, coming from the directive of uh, Jiva Goswami got from Lord Nityananda to follow his uncles, to go to Vrindavan to pursue seriously spiritual life uh, in their Sangha, in their association So we've had some introductory classes uh, to give us some idea of why this is. Uh, these sand- sandharvas are so important to us. Uh, they are like the keys that unlock the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. So if we study these Sandarvas, we will know what are the conclusions that are to be arrived at by the study of Srimad Bhagavatam. The essence will be brought out. Sandarvas, as I said, they're going to bring out to us the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. They are the most thorough and systematic analysis of Srimad Bhagavatam and its theology. And they give authority to the Bhagavatam in the whole copus of Vedic thought and ontology. And the definition of ontology is the nature of our being. So they show conclusively that if someone is to inquire about their being, they should take shelter of the Bhagavat that will give them the most comprehensive essential meaning of what it means to be. So if you're being and you want to know about it, then you need to have the Bhagavatam to show you the way. So that's what Jiva Goswami's Satsandarbhas, what their goal is, is is to show, to highlight and to bring out the essence of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, Some even say that without the Sundarbhas, it's difficult to come to those conclusions, the proper understanding of the Bhagavatam. Now Jiva Goswami, he not only presented the six Sandarbas, he also read a provided a full commentary on the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is considered a, a Sundarbha itself. Um, he also gave a commentary on his on the first four Sandarbas. So that's called the Sarvasamvadini. Just like even Sadatanga Goswami, he gave us the Brihat Bhagavatamrita. He wrote the whole Brihat, and then he said, maybe I should explain it. So I'll write a commentary. Vyasa did the same thing. He gave us the Vedas, and then the Vedanta Sutra to give us a summary of what was important, and then he still didn't feel complete, and his spiritual master said, well, there's, you need to bring out the essence. Oh, okay. And the essence? Yes, you need to bring out the essence. And he said, whoa. Okay. I don't really know how to do that. He said, well, think about it. It'll come to you. So he thought. He thought deeply. We call that... Samadhi. So, he went into Samadhi and he, and it it was revealed to him how to present that essence. Krishna, Stu, Bhagavan, Swayam. That of all this, it's all about Krishna. And unless you see everything in that light, you see everything in darkness. So, we call the Bhagavatam what? Samadhi Basha. it's a presentation of the Samadhi of Vyāsa, which is bringing out the essence. So, Vyāsa's commentary on the Vedanta Sutra, his natural commentary is Srimad Bhagavatam. He presented the Vedanta Sutra and then he presented a commentary on it. Jiva Goswami has presented the sandharvas and he's presented his own commentary on the first four of those. And the first four of the six sandharvas deal with sambandha, relationship. So Sarva Samvadini. Yes. That's his commentary. Uh, Harmonizing everything. So the tattva Sandarbha, in the beginning, tattva, tattva, we have another definition. Tattva we know is knowledge, but really, tattva means reality. What is the reality? What is, what is real? You could say, well, what is knowledge? That's, that goes so far. When you say, what is reality? Then that's that's really something substantial. So... Um there's sixty-three Anuchetas in the Tattva Sandharva. Those are sections dealing with the, each section deals with a certain uh, point being put forth. So the first eight Anuchetas are the constitute the Mangalacharna of the Tattva Sandharva. We're going to go over those first eight, concentrating primarily this evening on the sixth, because the sixth has a lot to say to us. It's something not to be just glanced over, this sixth Mangalacharna verse. So six, the sixth of the eight. Basically, let's go over what does it mean. We've heard this so many times from Swami Triparari. I'll also go over it before we go into a Mangalacharna. Let's review what it constitutes. So, it basically is meant to link our consciousness with the consciousness of the author and the line of masters so that we can contact the deity. of the of the work. The for the, the 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 central point. So our consciousness by these invocative verses is meant to pull our consciousness into the mind of the author and the heart of the author and how the author it's just like when we as Sadikas are allowed to engage in service to the deity the deity is what it the deity is presented to us coming to us through what medium through the medium of the heart of the guru the guru is requesting and the deity is manifesting so that we can do some service so it's similar to that these in these invocation mantras of the Mangala Charna are meant to let us enter into the heart of the worship of the author of the work. So that requires some self-surrender on our part. We've got to leave the ego at the door and take up the serving ego of the author of the work. And if we do that, our consciousness will be illuminated to a higher level. If we're willing to leave our ego at the door, our enjoying ego, and take up the serving ego of an author like the work of the Sundarbas, then our cognition is going to become is going to be embrace his understanding his cognition so the mangalacharna is the key to that because why because his authorship itself is transpersonal it's above his personality you understand his authorship itself. He's seeing that as as simply coming as a transparent via media. All revelation? the great... Uh, huh? Is that revelation? It's 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 complete absorption in 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 devotion so yes it's revelatory it's not there's the ego is left the author has left his ego behind in any work like this that the true sadhu when he takes pen to paper or to dictaphone his voice or however he conveys these thoughts that come into to our realm of consciousness in the form of his writings or we may listen to lectures. It's all falling in the same realm. He becomes transparent, transpersonal. It's not personal anymore. It's transparent via media. Why? Because he's seen the self. He has that capacity. Takes shelter of the bona fide spiritual master. Why, sarva darshana. He has some darshan that we want. Some cognition, some understanding, some realization, some revelation that we want. That's what he makes available. So. The Mangala Charana verses set the stage. Leave your ego at the door. Let's enter into what is the secret. And this secret has generally some components. These, the Mangala Charna that allows us entrance has components. Three in particular. Desanam Skara. An offering of obeisance. Humility. Without this humility, nothing's going to be successful in any spiritual life. So we find this is, this is there, of course. Because why? Because the ego of the author it's, himself has been left at the door. Let me leave mine. There's nothing. I, I, I bow down. So it's an offering of obeisance to the worshipful deity of the presentation. There's a Vastu Nirdesh, the subject of the book, and an Arshavad, a blessing. All this is coming in the very beginning of the works by the great sadhus. So, Namaskara offering of obeisances, Vastu Nirdesh, an explanation of what's going to be discussed, and a benediction. This is what you're going to get out of it as far as spiritual well-being. Also, uh, other components are referred to as... uh, Anubandhas, and we find Anubandhas very much corresponding to spiritual practice in general with similar names. The first, of course, is Adhikari. What is the qualification of the reader, someone that's going to enter into the book and that's what we're going to discuss primarily this evening um, then we have Sambandha Abhidaya and Prayogin in relationship to the book the presentation okay so in this context Sambandha is the relationship between the the treatise itself and the subject what is the relationship of being what is being written and the subject what is being written about avideya the method of investigation of that subject for presentation what am i basing my presentation on and priogen is the same what's going to be realized by entering into this study so these are called anubandhas so we have these 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 components we have qualification of the audience the reader we have an offering of obeisance to the Deity, we have the subject of the book itself, we have the offering of blessings, and then we have the Anubandas, the indispensable portions of Vedanta, they're also referred to as. The qualification of the reader in order to enter into the mystery of the book, Sambanda Abhideyan Prayojan, and specifically in relationship to the presentation. So that constitutes the, the elements of a Mangalacharna. But I think the heart of the Mangalacharna is really what we need to convey is the fact that we have to leave our projections aside and take on the mood of the author and in doing so we can fully enter into the mystery of the book, the mystery of the presentation. Um, so I'm going to again read a verse by uh Sachin Narayan Das uh, in relationship to his realization on the what's the significance of the Sat-Sandarvas Sat-Sandarvas Sat being six sundarvas, the six primary sandarvas. Um dealing with some Bandhabi Dayan Prayojan four for the first four then we have the bhakti Sandarbha Abhideya, and priti sandarba Pryojan, go so his verse again is samban i'm sorry Sandarbha yena naditas tasya bhagavate shrama Sandarbha yena chadita Nasti Bhagavate Brahma. One who has not under, undergone comprehensive study of Sandarbhas must struggle to assimilate the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. One who has studied Sandarbhas, however, will have no misgivings about the essential meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam. How important is this? I mean, we see... Uh, before we go into the actual Mangalacharna, just a word. We look out at the current Vaishnav community and how Gaudiya Vaishnavism is being practiced all over the world, not just in the Western world, but all over the world. Uh, It's been an explosion of different cultures taking advantage of Krishna consciousness due to one empowered Acharya. And they take up that practice according to their culture. I mean, I even saw a kirtan from from an African state this morning and I was like, whoa, now that's pretty fun. But they had incorporated it, in their kirtan, into their method of dance and the whole thing. There needs to be, when we when we have these, especially now in this culture, when we have this kind of explosion of, of of religiosity and especially when you have a religious practice based on true spirituality that's a whole different thing religion's easy there's religions come and go culturally you know like the like the waxing and the waning of the moon people have this practice and that but we're talking about the implementation of religions in society based on the, a true spirituality which is presented in the Bhagavatam, which is presented coming in a line of disciplic succession back to the Lord himself. So this is the real deal. So when we look at that and we look at, especially now we look in the, in the we're looking back at a, at a period of hardly even 50 years this mass spreading of a of, a, of a, a religious culture throughout the world based on a spiritual culture but we can see unless the spiritual center is maintained within that religious movement then there's every likelihood that the spiritual benefit will be get, become lost. It's not, it's always likely. Krishna says it in Bhagavad Gita, yadahi Yadahi, shah The Dharma, the central core, Klanir Bhavati Bharata. It, it, whenever it, it's lost, then I come and we, we rectify it. He comes himself. The point I'm trying to get out here is when we look at what we're, we can refer to as the Hare Krishna explosion on the face of this planet, and we look at all the different practitioners and all the different limbs of the tree of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement, it's important that we make sure coming in a line of... of disciplic succession that individually collectively societally we keep the essence of the tradition of the Sampradaya that's only done when we have the shelter of the bona fide spiritual master somebody who really can keep us connected. We find in the Sundarvas, and what we'll we'll come away from, from this study of the Sundarvas, is how serious it is to the spiritual tradition to keep the right perspective and to keep the essence always in the forefront. What would be, we look and we say, well, I don't understand. Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary literary incarnation of Sri Krishna himself. It's Krishna. So, what's not to understand about the Bhagavatam? Krishna's there personally, in the pages, in the verses, in every single syllable, in every sloka. It's only about Krishna. That is what is Srimad Bhagavatam. Why did Jiva Goswami, the greatest logician in our sampradaya coming from Sri Caitanya, why did he go to so much trouble to present us with the Sundarbas? What is the necessity since the Bhagavatam itself is Krishna? When did when did it come? Krishna left? And the Bhagavatam came to to fill the void. The Bhagavatam itself says, this is what I've done. Here I am. Krishna left and now here. This You can find the light of Krishna in the pages of this Bhagavatam. You don't need to worry. But Jiva was worried. You there's a possibility you're not going to know what is the essence of this presentation. I need to make it clearer so that the essence is kept. That is what the gurus always doing. He's keeping, keeping us properly connected and properly centered. Otherwise, what is a spiritual, perfect ideal thing can easily be lost. It can be muddied with misconceptions. And the clear waters that are there for us to, to become spiritually nourished, nourished by become mucky. And all of a sudden, we don't understand Guru Tattva. Oh well, wait... I know he was a good acharya. Can I just take initiation from him? These other guys, I don't know. I can't find some, you know. So many misconceptions are there. Well, they're saying that I had, uh, there's people that say in institutions that say, well, there's only these, these are the gurus and there's no one, other, no other gurus. But I'm inspired and nourished by the, over here, this person. My heart is there and they're saying, no, no, no. You can't follow your heart. Don't follow don't follow the spiritual inspiration that's that's nourishing your practice. You follow what the institution says. This misconception, that misconception, so many misconceptions, and it's it's tearing at the fabric of Lord Chaitanya's movement. That's why a literature like this is so very important. The Acharyas have given us these building blocks upon which we can build a solid spiritual practice. And they've encouraged us to take shelter of these understandings, to see the Bhagavatam in the light of the of the Sundarbas is, is a great thing for us. How great? You'll be amazed as we start going through these, what insights and what depth of understanding is going to start coming. And we could give these classes forever, again and again, and more and more would come out. That's the genius of Jiva Goswami. So we were going to get to the (laughs) Mangalacharta verses this evening. We've chanted the beginning one. The beginning one is one of uh, uh, Namaskara. We're offering obeisances. And it's also uh, a way of, of identifying the subject of the book, which is Sri Krishna, Shaitanya. And so it shows, the author is showing by bringing out this verse his worshipful deity, which is Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Jiva is coming from the very onset saying, I'm going to let's look at this, this personality of all the various manifestations, incarnations of the Supreme Lord. In this age of Kali, Sumedasa, intelligent people, will worship Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and he's special. He's a chana avatar. He's hidden. He's not readily accessible like spiritual life itself is not generally readily accessible. Uh, But he's spreading through his mercy the most uh, intimate of opportunities to humanity at large. So Savastu Nidesh verse, it's definitely identifying the subject. The second verse, second Anajuda, Jada. In Kali Yuga we take shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahabrabhu by chanting the Lord's holy name. congregationally and engaging in other devotional practices he is blackish within but golden without and he has revealed to everyone the opulences of his beautiful bodily limbs and other features so we're glorifying sri krishna shaitanya sankirtan um and we're offering obeisances to Sri Caitanya by the authors pointing out the methodology. The next verse, an offering of obeisances to his spiritual masters. All glorious to Sri Rupa and Sanatan Goswami who reside in the land of Mathura. They have engaged me in writing this book to broadcast the essential truth about the Supreme Lord. So, Jiva Goswami requested Sanatan for uh, initiation and was sent to Rupa Goswami who tested him, uh, engaged him in uh, menial service for some time and then accepted him as his disciple. Then he goes on to offer obeisances to another of the Goswamis and explain that Goswami's relationship with the work. Sri Gopal Bhatta Goswami, a friend of Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatan, born in southern India in a Brahmana family, compiled the original version of this book Based on the works of venerable Vaishnavas. So he's glorifying Gopal Bhatta. And he's saying, I may not be qualified. Look, I came from a Brahmin family, but my family worked for Muslims, so many will see that we're unqualified here. Both Rupa and uh, Sanatana, my uncles, were. They even changed their names. Uh, They worked for the Muslims, so... They were Brahminical rejects. It's a strange time. You could become a Brahminical reject just by having water thrown on you. (laughs) That's another story. Uh, Gopalabhata was the son of uh, Venkata Bhatta from South India when Sri Chaitanya went on tour of South India he stayed with Venkata for four months Uh, at that time Gopal Goswami was a a young boy but he got the association of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Um, and Gopalbhata Goswami was also a great scholar he took up studies of Vaishnavism from the Sri Sampradaya the Lakshmi Sampradaya Um, and he studied deeply the presentations of Ramanujacharya, Madhvacharya, and Sridhar Swami's commentary on the Srimad Bhagavatam. and from his studies um, he compiled many notes and he—that's what he left. He, where his book was in a was in a rather—it was a notebook. He kept notes, and that was the extent of what was available from him as far as writings. Uh, Jiva Goswami got his hands on that notebook, and of course he was younger. Uh, he took those notes and from those notes of Gopal Bhatta he com- completed what was incomplete. He arranged them in a very systematic manner and he gave to the Vaishnav community the satsandharvas. So our satsandharvas are coming from the notes of Gopal Bhatta Goswami through the pen of Jiva Goswami. So he goes on in the next Anucheda to speak more on exactly what transpired. Some parts of his first book, of this first book by Gopal Bhatta Goswami, were an incorrect sequence. I'm sorry, some were incorrect sequence and some were not. Some parts were incomplete or lost now, after careful study, Jiva is rewriting this book in a proper sequence. Now, this is a verse that was composed by Srila Jiva Goswami, this fifth, fifth verse of his of Sandarva And um, in it, he downplays his position, giving homage to, to Gopal Bhatta. So. As I said, his, his work was a kadacha, notes, grouping of notes. And in the verse, he uses the term jivaka. So this can be translated as a petty petty thing. I am a petty jiva, simply taking what Gopal Bhatta has given us and compiling these sandarbhas. It's just a petty person. I have no... He's done the real work here. Uh, so in this way, Jiva Goswami is expressing humility. Of course, the Jivanugas look at this the use of this word uh, Jivaka much much differently. Uh, it says here, we take it as one who confers blessings and inherent meaning, Jivaka. Taking the essence of what Gopal has given. And, and giving it a coherent meaning for us. The sixth in Anujeda. This book may be studied. Again, remember one of the items of the was what? Adhikari. Adhikari being the qualification of the reader. This book may be studied only by one whose sole desire is to serve the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna. All others are forewarned as to the implications of this investigation. So, if you're not seeking Krishna's lotus feet, in other words, buyer beware. I'm am I'm, I'm I'm seeking essence seekers to take the essence of what I'm presenting and use it to their spiritual benefit. In other words, if a person doesn't respect the position of Krishna, you're not going to benefit from this work. So don't come just with your philosophical inquiry. The seventh Anucena. After offering obeisances to my initiating spiritual master, and to those spiritual masters who taught me the meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam, I wish to write this book called Sri Bhagavat Sandarbha. And the f- final verse, the finality of this Mongol Charana. It takes us into the text. The feature of Lord Krishna is pure consciousness. Without any, without any manifest characteristics, is called Brahman. In some portions of the Vedas, in another feature he expands as the Purusha, who controls the external potency Maya by his many many plenary portions. In yet another of his principal forms, he is present as Narayan in the spiritual sky by Kunta. May that Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, bestow love for himself on those who worship his lotus feet in this world. So, this falls under the category of what? The blessing. Asarvad. Mm. So we we enter into an understanding here that appreciates the various manifestations of the supreme Brahmaiti Paramatmaiti Bhagavaniti Subjate. Um, but his verse and his conclusion to his Mangalacharna is is pointing to Krishna Uh, basically it's bringing out the essential verse from the Bhagavatam iti chamsa kalah stu kristastu Swayam. indrani vyakulam lokam ridayanti yuge yuge all these various manifestations, incarnations purusha avatars lila avatars, guna avatars they're all coming from the supreme lord Krishna to Bhagavan Swayam Krishna, that Krishna who, whose first expansion is his topmost servitor leaving Krishna free to simply do what Krishna does and that's engaged in loving affairs with his topmost devotees. Balaram's there. I'll take care of the heavy lifting. I'll preside over the rest of Vaikuntha. You can just have uh, just concentrate on your friends and Vraj. And I'll expand myself, and I will. I will become the Purusha avatars and, and create and maintain your your Leela, your Shristi Leela, manifesting the material universes, Karna Dakshai Vishnu, Garbo Vishnu, Kashira Dakshai Vishnu, all this I'll handle. So it's, it's quite amazing what Lord Nichananda does in relationship to Lord Krishna. So that Krishna, when we say Krishna-stu-Bhagavan-swayam, we mean that completely independent Supreme Personality of Godhead whose counterpart is also completely independent. So, a little difficult to understand. But in closing, I want to mention one thing in regard to this sixth uh, invocatory verse, Cheda where we talk about adhikari and the adhikari required and the lack thereof, which makes the work unavailable. So we could say, well, I fall into the category of I'm a devotee of Krishna. So, and my main purpose is Krishna. But there's a a deeper meaning here that we need to see is, as I said, we need to leave any part of our conception of what is devotional service, we need to be willing to set that aside in deference to what the author's going to present to us. He's going to present to us pure, unalloyed devotional service perspective. He's going to bring out the essence of the Bhagavatam, which is meant to bring us to that plane of service. So, it's also cautionary to us that in order to enter into the depth of the understanding of what are the Sundarbas and to see the Bhagavatam through that Presentation. We also need to be willing to give up any preconceived ideas we may have regarding our devotional practice and take up his perspective. We need to be able to to also offer our mangalacharna to Jiva Goswami in order to enter into the heart of the book. I'll end there. Are there any questions? Yes. Um, You said Jiva Goswami based this book on um, the notes of Gopal Bhakti Goswami, and those were the notes from his studies of the Bhagavatam commentaries of Ramanuj Acharya. Well, the writings of Ramanuj... Yes, and the commentary of Mm Sridhar. And unfortunately those notes are no longer available to us. Well, they are. We have this at Sandharvas. Yes, ma'am. What do you mean by preconceived ideas? Well, we certainly have so many conceptions, impressions as to that color our understanding. And it's important that, as we take shelter of and surrender to the pro- in the process of pure devotional service, we be willing to we're willing to set those aside for the understanding and uh, perspective of spiritual authority. We may have some idea about about the way karma works. We may have some uh, idea about. Really, what is pure devotional service? And our idea may be based on impressions we have, and our impression may be it means I work hard and I give everything I have to Krishna. Well, that may be a good beginning, but that's really it's uh, you know, and whatever I do in devotional service, I'm going to get a result from that based on how much work I put in will determine how much nectar I get out. We've been in material life since time immemorial. That's our perspective. The more you put in energy-wise, the more comes to you. So if I put all my energy in to my devotional life, I'm going to get everything out. It's going to be proportionate. No. That's not bhakti. Bhakti is completely independent bhakti goes has her own way it there's not a, a, any amount of work that i can do any amount of austerities that i can perform any amount of charity that I can, that i can give any amount of of sadhana that i can perform to even begin to qualify for the the nectar of loving Krishna unconditionally. So we may come to the practice of devotional service with that notion, but the more we associate with the guru, with the sadhus, the more we take in the the, the nectar of the shastra, the more we come to realize this is truly, it's truly completely independent. I'm not going to work my way through this. The only way that I'm going kind to of make advancement in devotional life is I have to surrender and hope that someone picks me up and carries me along. Otherwise, I'm drowning here in the material world. And the more we advance, the more we realize how helpless we are. In the beginning, we we have a conception of, oh yes, so enthusiastic it's going, you know, I'm doing so everything right and then we hit a speed bump and we go, what the heck? Is that guru really right for me? I didn't understand that thing he said about giving up everything and being willing to travel to the ends of the world to be at his feet. That seems a little over the top. Well That's a pretty cutting thing. It's like he's taken an axe to my consent. I thought I could stay at home and have my kids and my wife and my Mercedes Benz and it would be cool I'd just give him some money and go to a festival once in a while and you know oh, everything's cool and then I go to the festival I listen to a class and it's like psh, psh. one hit after another and my ego's going wait a minute I can't take this is this really spiritual maybe he's not maybe I maybe, uh, he heard this other he was a lot mellower that other guy maybe I should go over there so we may come with some preconceived notions. Does that give you an idea? Yeah. Anything else? Thank you so much for your association. you.